Hey everyone, it's Dave P back with another episode of the Priority Queue. This week, my man Chase, known as Nebraska Chase on Twitter, fellow brethren in the Wolfpack, and big time Top Shot collector and Dallas Mavericks fan, is joining me to talk some collecting strategy on NBA Top Shot. We discuss some Nine Lives Lounge, WNBA, collecting for flash challenges, and a whole bunch more. And when you actually listen to this, I will be away on vacation, out of state, hiking in the western part of the country. Because of this, we kept the conversation mostly general and didn't dive too deep into the latest pack drop, which was for Hustle and Show. One side note before we get into it, because of my vacation, I had to try and cram two shows into two very busy days as I prepped to go away, and I've unfortunately missed including my favorite segment, The General Cue, done by my man Coach, aka McGurk NBA on Twitter. If you're not following him, you should be. But don't worry, he didn't go anywhere. He'll be back next week, I promise. But with that said, and without further ado, Mr. Chase and I talk to Top Shot here on the Priority Crew. Chase, man, thanks for joining me today. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on, Dave. Glad to have you here, man. We're going to kick it off like I do with every new guest. I'm going to ask you. We're here to talk Top Shot today, man. We're talking all about Top Shot. Got plenty to cover. Top Shot's hot right now. There's a lot of fun things going on. Uh, we just got the Hustle and Show set dropping. Super exciting. So, so that's pretty cool. As of today, which is Thursday, January 6th, 7 p.m. Eastern, we just got the announcement. So we'll get into that in a bit. But before we get into anything else, I want to hear from you about how you got into Top Shot. Where did it all start for you, dude? Yeah, so funny thing is, is that it started on my morning drive to work one day, listening to my normal Dallas talk show, uh, sports kind of talk radio. Uh, it's 96.7 The Ticket, don't mean to drop or plug anything, but um, no, I mean, I listen to them every morning, you know, Cowboys talk, what stuff like that. And uh, one of the guys on there, one of the personalities said he started a Top Shot account. I was like, what the heck is this? You know, like, he's like, it's like digital cards. And I've always been a collector uh, you know, cardboard collector, especially as a child, you know, football, basketball, baseball cards, um, basketball specifically. Uh, I had a lot of Kobe's, a lot of T-Macs, AIs. Those were my three guys growing up. So uh, when I got to the office that morning, first thing I did before checking my emails or anything, I was like, what is this? And I found it, created my account. That day was February 22nd. So that was kind of the D-Day, yeah. <laughs> if everybody remembers right. Yeah, that the market was crazy then. Yeah. My first buy was a $48 Isaiah Roby because I'm a Nebraska alum and it still is in my collection. It's never going to leave. It's just a glaring minus 42 most of the time, you know, on, on live token. But uh, uh, it means a lot. Just that It just kind of marks where like the market was that day too. It's just like everything was $30 plus. Doesn't matter what it was. Yeah, crazy. I, I definitely remember moments just being $10 one day and then 40 bucks the next. It was insane. It was like fun too because we have our, our war stories, right, from that time. But it's I've also <laughs> people, yeah, and I want to hear some more. Uh, people who live, who haven't lived that don't know. And actually, they're probably better for it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I almost feel like if I was a Top Shot collector starting today, it might be easier. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, but so tell me, you lived through that time. Let, yeah. give, give me a couple of your worst buys. I'll even share. I'll share some with you as well. 
Yeah, so my worst buys, to, to be honest with you, I, I, I got pretty lucky avoiding um, some serious blowback financially from some of those early February, March times. I was very timid starting off. I probably only put in a couple hundred dollars and I, I got a couple, you know, I got one Luca, which was a 1500, I mean a 15,000 and it was like $280 or something like that. And I was like, perfect. That's my Luca, right? Granted, that's one of my probably worst buys ever now of looking back on it. Um, and, you know, I built a small collection around like 500 and I worked my way up to about a $2,000 account. And then things started kind of dipping hard, especially S1 because I invested in, it was like Carmelo Anthony is one of my favorite players, and I got his S1 debut. I bought it for like 550 I think it was, which was actually pretty low for what I thought at the time. And then you just saw this decline, steep decline. But uh, I had a lot of fun collecting from the get-go. I was really focused on the market aspect of it, not as much collecting at first because there was so much money going around. My first pack was Seeing Stars that I got, and then Rising Stars shortly thereafter. I was lucky enough to get one of those. And that kind of jump started my like whole portfolio because I was able to sell my Lugans Dort for like $600. And then I flipped a couple seeing stars and even played a little bit with the market. I bought a couple and flipped a couple when those Durant challenges were going on. And I started really getting hooked because of it. Yeah. That that was kind of the start of it was that money that I saw coming in, even though we couldn't withdraw at the time, I was like, wow, there's money to be had. I just, I know enough about basketball. I should be able to play this to my advantage. You know, like, there's not been a real investment opportunity for me as a sports fanatic. That's my whole life, really, is fantasy sports and basketball, football, baseball. And uh, having an opportunity to invest in something that I truly know a lot about felt like a, a home run opportunity. So when you were flipping and, and buying moments, were there other moments that you were like, I need to have that as a collector and you were kind of stashing? Or was it mostly just kind of buying and flipping? It, well, it was all flipping towards S1. That was my goal. And that was kind of where I was living in discord at the time and trying, trying to get a hang of things. And, it, you know, I don't know if it was uh, OGs pushing S1 or not, but they, they, they definitely hooked me because I, I started trying to go down the S1 path and investing in some S1 debuts. And uh, a lot of my biggest losses that I still have, well, not huge losses, but, you know, those middle to low tier players that were reachable for me at the time. Uh, like Kelly Oubre is a perfect example. I'm a KU fan. Um, and so I, I got his debut for like $200. And uh, I, so I'd work my way up to those types of moments through the flipping. But at the same time, and it, it, you lived through it, I kept trying to flip it, going into the LeBron challenge and everything just continued to dip. And then they dropped, then they dropped the all-star game. <laughs> it was rising stars and all-star game. And uh, it all kind of just started that the flipping cards start tumbling down and I got a little nervous <laughs> for a while. I, uh, I didn't, I, I don't know if I was just drunk on flipping back then because I wasn't really a sport. I haven't been a sports card collector since I was a kid. Um, I, I just kind of like abandoned it my, for once I, I became a teenager, it just wasn't as of interest. And when I was a younger teenager, I did collect magic cards, but I liked it cause I could play and that was fun. Yeah, um, magic was fun. Magic was really <laughs> fun. I come to find out I had some really valuable stuff, but hey, you know, hindsight. But I kind of like, I'm looking at a couple. So I'll give you a couple that I did right here. I bought on March 5th, I bought an S1 Jalen Brown, number 284 of a thousand. So not even his debut. This was just a S1. His steal, maybe? It was his dunk. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was his S1 dunk. I paid $1,500 for it. <laughs> and I sold it uh, over a month later, about six weeks later, for five hundred. <laughs> yep. Oof. Those 
those ones sting, man. <laughs> Not too long I... after that, the All Star Game moments dropped, and I got some paint. I got an eight minus eight fifty on a Luca. I got a minus eight hundred on a LeBron. Like I took some hits, man. I yeah, I took some. I didn't, you know, by that time, All Star Game pack, I was kind of actually pretty beaten down. Like as far as financially, how much I could put in at the time. I really just couldn't invest in a lot, which I think saved me a lot of grief and headache in the long run, because when I started to really start investing, it came down the road a little bit longer uh, when the Polo Icon 2 pack dropped. And this is my whole success story. And, you know, I wish other people had the same experience as me, but I'm a fortunate one. I packed LeBron S2 Holo number nine out of 99 on that Holo two pack. And that was before collector score dropped. So it was just completely random, right? It was just so lucky to get a pack in general. And um, I packed nine out of 99. I was in my office actually at work and I opened it and I like jumped out of my desk and like screamed. I was like, dude, oh my God. At the time, especially I was like, this is like a $150,000 moment. Yeah. Like, But no, I mean, it wasn't that much, obviously. Uh, I was looking at S1s to refer to, and it didn't really live up to that. But I did. I was fortunate, and I was able to flip it for 36000 uh to, to Joy, uh, J-U-Y. And, and that is what started it all for me. I mean, my first thing after I got that was LeBron No Look 3, which I just tax loss harvested not too long ago. I got it for like 1000 at the time. It was like my first purchase after I sold that LeBron. I was like, got to replace a LeBron with a LeBron, right? Yep. Um, and then I did Cool Cats, which looking back on it, I did not time that very well. I had the $2,000 Luca, you know, that I, I have to look at that negative. Dude, that's but, uh, way better than a $9,000 Luca. I know. I know. I, I'm still, still fortunate. I know I'm not. I don't have any room to complain, but... Uh, Man, I, I put that $36,000 like away and I totally planned on like withdrawing and just paying off debts and stuff like that. But I decided to let it ride and I was very smart from that point on. After Cool Cats, I was very slow and diligent because I didn't want to spend it all. And then the market really started dipping hard. It was right around throwdowns when I started really putting that money to use. And I loaded up on the throwdown set. That was my first rare set. Uh, I started just buying a lot more S1 debuts, and this is, you know, kind of going through those dog days of June and July that we were in there for a while, and um, it really just jump-started my whole collection from a standpoint. Now, I'm, I'm completely, I've been playing with house money forever, but trust me, I've been putting in my own money now for the last, like, four months. <laughs> <laughs> were you part of the uh, uh, the original Wolfpack thread that was happening on Twitter? So I wasn't actually, I was so, uh, I did not use my Twitter at all. I, I was very kind of, I was living in discord. Twitter was just something I used for sports updates. I didn't really even put two and two together that that's, that was kind of where I needed to be, um, you know, for a lot of things. And, uh, I, I wasn't a part of it, but I bought that set not too long after it dropped. And I probably could have been if I was in the right place at the right time, but, Luckily, Farron found me and uh, noticed I had the full set and I was holding and I was collecting and um, you guys welcomed me in with open arms. So I was very happy to be invited. I, I Ever since then, I don't know how often I open Discord other than for announcements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't go on Discord too much. I don't no. go into top. Sh- I mean, our chat has 70 something passionate collectors in it and it never stops. I don't find myself needing to go much else uh, elsewhere for, for no no i mean i love the nll and like I, I see the vision and the roham and stuff like that but like I, I got in that club and i'm like i don't even really need to talk to these guys really i mean i've got all the knowledge i need in one spot right now 
So you're you're in the Nine Lives Lounge. You have the whole set. Yep. Tell me, tell me your thoughts on that. What do you are? Is this a long term hold for you? Do you believe in the vision, and do you think that there's a lot more utility to come for that? You know, I, I, don't get me wrong. I think everybody's had their doubts at some point or another about NLL, NLL especially the ones that have been in it or spent a good amount of money to get in it. I look at it as it's still a positive set for me, and I'm going to ride it out. Lamelo has been, you know, is a very valuable moment. It's gotten anywhere from three thousand to eight thousand dollars. You know, it's where it kind of has been settled in in the last six months or so. And I just don't see the need to to sell something like that. I'm not a big fan of selling rewards. Every time I do it, I tend to regretting it anyway. Like I sold a lot of my vintage vibes, and now I'm sitting there going, man, all I needed was Weatherspoon, you know, and I didn't do it, you know. Um, so I, I'm really against breaking up sets as much as possible. And I think that the NLL, while it's in a very kind of a dry spell right now, and I think the NFL all day kind of killed a lot of the vibes in there just because it didn't feel exclusive. Like I think the NLL thought it would be, you know, we thought we'd be the first ones in have access at maybe multiple packs per drop or something along those lines, right? A little bit of an homage to old top shot days, but it hasn't been like that at all. I mean, I didn't get a drop. I didn't get a pack the first drop. I've gotten a couple packs here and there, but I think that overall thing has killed the current vibe. I, I really think that it's still the most valuable set on Top Shot outside of, you know, maybe rare and legendaries and things like that. But for a common set, I think it's a must have if you're a diehard collector, if you believe in the long term vision. I really don't think Roham's the type of guy to blow smoke. He's very, obviously, he's a passionate and outside the box thinker and forward thinker, uh, innovator, but I, I don't think he's going to let it just die. I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of a wild card set for airdrops in a way that you don't know when it's going to pay you back, but it's going to happen. I, I could just see like, you know, the next, not, not, I don't think any legendary drops, but let's just say the all-star game pack. If they're like, Hey, you know, NLL gets, a pack for this, you know, just randomly, not expected, not anything like that, but it's kind of like a wild card set. I, and then among other things, I just, I still think that they need, they need, they're going to ramp up more of the giveaways. I keep hearing these little kind of, I don't know, subliminal things on Twitter where, you know, things are really starting to ramp up behind closed doors. I think Pack Rip's article, uh, his first day at Top Shot kind of lit that fire under me that were kind of almost rebuilt my trust in the NLL. And I saw him in there the other day chatting with everybody and said he wanted to be kind of a voice in that group as well. So I really think there's some special things coming down the road. I just don't know what it could be. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So kind of like right after they announced the Nine Lives Lounge and we got, let's say we got like a month into it, um, sentiment really started to dip again. We had that little spike in the summer and like the, the market came up, but it also kind of didn't feel like it was sustainable. It was kind of just felt artificial. And then so, so sentiment has been down. And I, and I wonder if Top Shot looked at that and just said, listen, we can't do too much with Nine Lives Round right now because everybody's eyes are on it. And, and if, if everybody else over here is not getting anything and they're getting a bunch of stuff, I think that they had to kind of fix the current sentiment and start rewarding their collectors as a whole. And I think now I could see with, you know, we got Rohan Bucks or the the gift back, right? That kind of elevated everybody's spirit, gave them more confidence. But then also these flash challenges, which have been just awesome and people are loving it, right? And now there's like, we're getting pack drops for sets and they actually, and we'll get into it. They just announced Hustle and Show. You're getting pack drops for that. So now they're, they're, People are seeing the utility. Collectors are getting rewarded. I think you get to a point where 
a lot of collectors feel good, they're getting rewarded for the purchases they've made and the collections that they have, then they can really start to take care of the Nine Lives Lounge a little bit more. I could see that happening. Yep, I think that they totally have backburned it, you know, backburner, for lack of better words, the Nine Lives Lounge for now. You know, small things here and there, you know, they just did like a, a the, the hoodie, I think, right before the holidays that they're sending out to all the members and just small things kind of keeping us along. But I think that you're absolutely right. I think that they had to fix the sentiment from the other communities um, because it was such a everybody's against the NLL if you're not in it because it felt like unfair. They're getting these infinite objects and, you know, all these different types of things, drawings and awards and jerseys and things like that. And I think for it just created this everybody's against the NLL. And in turn, I think that made everybody against like Roham and the team because they felt like they were playing favorites. Um, I don't think that that was what they intended to do with the Cool Cats set from the get-go. They just wanted it to be well-known as, like, this is a key set that's going to live forever, you know? And I think that they just got carried away with trying to give those people that invested a ton of money in those Lucas, like you said, $8,000, that immediate reward, and it just kind of backfired a little bit. Yeah, I, I, it feels like a timing thing. They just they, they wanted to commit to something and, show, and give the people, you know, this was a master challenge, but also means something more. It's an ode or an homage to, you know, crypto kitties. That's their, that's their thing. So I think that there's, and now I'm in, I don't have the cool cat set. I almost collected it. And then I decided to pivot because once I got to, I had everything but the Lamello. I was like, oh, I even had the Luca. I bought the Luca for like, I don't know. It was like $790. And I was like looking at the lamello going, oh, God, I don't know. And so I decided to pivot. And I don't know. I could see that now that like if everybody's feeling they're being rewarded, then it's less of a distraction. And then now you can put it on this pedestal and say, yes, these people are being rewarded. But hey, so are you. We value you as collectors, too. This is just one of those like you wanted to buy into it. You can be part of this. So I, I kind of see all of that happening. The VIP lounge, they'll get their own thing. That's where all the big, you know, all the big spenders are. Are you going to be a VIP someday? Man, I'm working my way towards it, but I, I just, it, there's such a big gap from my 34,000 collector score to 75. And uh, I, I just don't see the value in it quite yet because I feel like NLL kind of gives you a lot of the similar benefits as VIP as far as like access to the mods and everybody like that. And any type of support you need, I can get that through the NLL. Yeah, there are some of those types of things like the the trip that they sent them a couple of them guys to. I can't was it that Golden State game, I believe, mm-hmm. or I think so. Yeah, they sent a couple like Steve and some of those guys out to like Golden State game or something like that. So yeah, there's I want to get there. It's definitely a long term goal. Uh, I don't see how I'm going to get there with two collector score points for commons though. <laughs> yeah <laughs> are, are you a team set collector you have the, the the mavericks team set right dude yeah i'm a mavericks maverick stacker um i'm not actually i never really was a stacker i i was so against it for the longest time but you know once i got the the dirk s1 and the marion s1 and i got the full team set and then those playoff moments are just too juicy to pass up uh so i've got a, i've got a pretty heavy uh chris Stops and uh tim hardaway jr stack that keeps me afloat probably about 90 or so playoff moments that, yeah, I've got stashed away. And then I, I made it a goal that I want to own pretty much every rare from the Mavs and try to get the Holos uh, as much as I can. Like I have Chris Stops Holo, but I'm working on Tim Hardaway Jr. Just not in a real rush to get it because it's not my favorite play. I'm almost kind of holding out for S3, to be honest with you, because I think the play selection is going to be a lot better. 
But uh, I have every rare for every Mavs. Uh, not all the S1s, because Luka S1 would be really tough rare for me. But I do have Luka debut. And, yeah, so, I mean, I've got the full Mavs workup. I've got everything you can get except for a couple of the Holos and some of those S1 rares and stuff. Some of the guys who are on top of the team leaderboards and even some that got into the VAP lounge did so by stacking massive amounts of S2 commons. Has that thought crossed your mind? Have you thought about doing that? So many times, so many times. Um, I think I'm just going to stick with with the playoff moments and just kind of build my stuff organically from here. Uh, That's kind of the mindset I'm in right now as far as collector score. I just don't see the need with especially how the current pack structures are. I haven't even needed 15,000 in my collector score for any of the drops so far. You know, it's been maximum, I think 20 is yeah. kind of 25 maybe. Plus spend um, bonus. I think it was, yeah. Plus for spend this, bonuses. For so, uh, deck the hoops was right around there. Yeah, so I, I just don't see the value in it until I see a collector score requirement of 50,000 or something. Then I'll probably regret not stacking. But um, I think as if I keep my Mavericks team set together, I continue to collect all the rares from the Mavericks. That's 240 a pop every rare, you know, and then uh, a legendary here and there gives me that 3,000. Uh, I think I'll I'll get up there sooner rather than later if I just kind of keep with my mindset. <laughs> I had done it for a while, and I decided to pull the plug on it. And that was kind of after the KG drop, and then I looked at it, and I said, I don't want to play this, this team set game. I love the Celtics, so I have my S2 set, and I have S1s of Jalen Brown and Tatum, my two favorite players, of course, and... But let me tell you how painful it is to sell like 300 commons, dude. It is hours and it's, oh, it's agonizing. So I don't recommend Live tokens, the only way to do it. Live tokens, the only way to do it. You got to click on them all, have your browsers open, have like eight browsers going at the same time and just click, click, click and just keep them going. <laughs> I mean, it's tough because I actually did have to sell, I stacked 250 S2 commons for trade tickets and I had 250 saved up. And then they announced it was going to be like 350 or possibly up to 500. And I was like, dude, I'm so out on this. <laughs> I was like, I just can't. I, first of all, I hate looking through my collection. There's just so much trash yes. in there. Yes. Um, so I was like, I got to clean this stuff out. And I, I did have to go sell them all. And I pretty much lost, I mean, whatever, 5% of, I just pretty much sold them at the exact price I bought them at at the time, which was like $3 a piece, which I wish I would have just held on to them because they're all, S2s are all like 5 $6 now. So but that's just the game, man. Is it like I, I constantly am changing my strategies and my I, I, one day I'm looking at, hey, I want to get a common for every single player. So I have I'm prepared for flash challenges. But then I see a rare and I'm out of dapper that I really want to get. And I'm like, well, if I just liquidate 20 of these, then I can go buy it. You know, so it's like those things just come and go all the time when you can't buy everything. That's what happens. <laughs> it is getting so hard, man. Uh, and I almost felt, I said, I almost felt like I had it under, under wraps, like before run it back. You know, I was like, okay, I've got a clear direction, everything I know I need to collect and then run it back dropped. And then just threw me for a whole nother loop. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And, and that's, it's kind of frustrating sometimes. And it's also kind of the fun because it also just shows that how quickly things and, and you know, when sentiment was down, like when Deck the Hoops was first announced, I know that there were some initial reactions like, oh, this set's not going to be worth it. It's not going to be plus EV. And then all of a sudden, like some things happened. And then, you know, uh, Rohan Bucks and all of a sudden these the, the LeBron challenge and everything was quite the opposite. You did pretty well if you got a pack. 
Yeah, I wish I would have gotten a deck to hoops. I was lucky enough, though, to get the very last cue for the MGLE. So I didn't ruin my day completely that day. And I pulled a, a Wagner, so uh, a Wagner, if you will. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was really happy with how my day turned out because that's, that's a $500 moment right now, I believe. Yeah. But, uh, dude, decking the hoops, if I would have gotten a Wade, come on, man. I'd have been living on cloud oh. nine. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would have been your second big strike. I keep I keep thinking it's right around the corner, man. I know it is because it's been a long time now, and I've had some pretty bad pack luck and no reward luck either. So something's around the corner for me. I can feel it. I didn't have any anything really for good luck until the WNBA legendary drop, and I was my first and only legendary pack I've gotten. And not only did I pull um, a Sue Bird, but I also pulled a Lisa Leslie run it back. So that was pretty sweet. And that was like Dude, that's the exact pull I had. Oh, really? Yeah, the exact pull I had. I, I flipped Elisa Leslie immediately for Pat Coff, and then I I was smart, and I listed Sue Bird right away. I was like the second one listed for 1500 and I had a good serial number. It was like nine or something like that, and uh, I sold for 1500 right off the bat, and then within like two hours, it was down to like 700 Yeah, that's where I sold mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but I, I, I kept the got the first Lisa. buy on the marketplace. I think I'm still number one sell on that that moment, I believe, except for maybe Jersey if that sold or something. Sometimes time in that market is amazing. When we got the Shaq Vintage Vibe reward, I flipped mine for 1500 I was like the and third that, sale. Yeah, and I was the one that held on to it until I sold that like 750 And I just saw like there was no – after that weather spoon came out, they just looked like there was no floor for those anymore. It yeah. just looked like they were all going down. Yep. Yeah, and I held Iverson to like 280 and was like, ah, man, I can't believe I'm selling these. I felt so guilty because <laughs> I hate selling those challenge rewards, man. Yeah. Just, it's like – I, I ideally at the end of the day, I would love my top shot account outside of like my Mavs and some of my sets that I bought. Like I would love it to, to open it up and see nothing but challenge rewards. And I've been able to sell and keep up, you know, get rid of the things that I had to spend money on and just kind of live off that account, you know? <laughs> so I want to, I want to, uh, I want to complete them all and keep them all moving forward. I'm definitely done selling them. <laughs> yeah. I like keeping them too. And, and I've looked a couple times that it may come a point if I have a little bit of a windfall or something where I go back and I pick up one of each challenge that I've completed. Mm -hmm. You know, I go back, I like all the way back. I did like the Zion rising star challenge and I don't have that moment. I did a few of the vintage vibes. I did the, the V the Vince Carter and I did Shaq and, so I wouldn't mind having those back. It'd be cool. I'd love to just see all the challenge rewards that, cause it's like you accomplished something like you, you had to do a little bit of work to get it. And the flash challenge last night really sparked that under me a little bit more too, because I was sitting there looking at mine. I did like probably eight or nine playoff challenges and sold them all, you know, when playoffs were in the trash. And I, I regret that because then last night they announced something and every single one of those reward moments just spiked, you know, I mean, even if you just had, uh, I mean, I can't think of all the different players off the top of my head, but just anybody that was playing last night, if they had a challenge reward, that thing was spiking. So it was like very frustrating to sit there and be like, God, I sold these for bare minimum. And uh, yeah, I want to go buy them back too. You're right. That sounds fun. Plus you still get to keep that collector score for completing that challenge. Right. So it's, yeah. Uh, those bumps are nice. That always exists. I have the playoff set. And I did not sell any of those challenge moments because I'm also afraid to break up sets. Yeah. 
playoff set is one that I was about to work towards. I was working towards it there for a while. I was sniping all the $5 ones, and I got up to like 45 out of all of them just by sniping 5 and $6 ones anytime they dropped in that range, a new, a new unique one. Um, but then I, I, I started looking at all the challenge rewards, and I'm like doing the math, and I'm like, oh, that's a lot of rewards to buy. <laughs> it's like 15, 18, 20 different rewards that you got to buy. And those, yeah, I, that is a great set, though. I'm very jealous of anybody that owns it. It, it's it's definitely like my you know unrealized gain or whatever which doesn't mean too much because that's a set i plan to hold for quite some time you know maybe down the road when there's more sets that offer the same utility and and that set you can sell sets like complete sets then i might but i i'm put totally content because there's so many players in it and it really plays well into a lot of these challenges and that's also what i've been trying to do too God, it has been a goldmine for challenges over the last couple months. It just seems like if it's not, you know, the Nets playoff, like, especially though there for a while there, it just seemed like it kept falling on like Nets playoff or, you know, playoff moments or this team's or that team's and those te- people that stack those, you just saw how much money they made. Um, even if it was just a $3 increase where they stacked them at, you know, you just, it adds up. Uh, the only reason why I didn't collect the playoff is I'm still super anal about just kind of having, one of every player right mm-hmm. and at least one of every player and i my collection is definitely not best for that because i sell so many players that i just don't care about but uh, just seeing that i'd get four patrick beverly's or something like that it just didn't really appeal to me that much and that's what kind of put pushed me back on it a little bit and that's why you know i love sets though is because i do get to collect those players i normally wouldn't buy that's why throwdowns were all so high on it and I think Hustle and Show is a great example. I can't tell you how many times that thing has uh, given me utility if it's Sadiq Bay or somebody yeah. else in there. Fresh Threads, we've seen it multiple times. So that's why I like sets now is it gives me a reason to hold players that I normally wouldn't hold. I sold my Fresh Threads set, and I regret that. Just just looking for that, uh, that second drop. That just teases you, right? Yeah, yeah, that was... I don't know. I was just cleaning up a little bit. I needed to get liquid. I wasn't liquid at, at all. And so the whole set was was plus uh, a, a nice value for me because I did all the challenges. So I got all the rewards. So I was able to flip it for a nice profit. And that allowed me to get into some other stuff I was into. But I miss it, man. Like completing sets is cool. Yeah, I just recently finished the WNBA best of. We were all talking yes. about that. And I got, uh, I got cold. I, I only owned uh, Sabrina because uh, I'm just a big fan of hers. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I mean, it really, the only reason why I never collected it was that I, uh, Aja Wilson, I, I just didn't want to spend $175 for her, especially knowing that it's just because they're all sitting in packs is the only reason why it's that high. But then again, you think about it and are those packs ever going to get opened? I really don't know. <laughs> well, there's a couple things behind it. So, uh, Asia is pretty much the number one player in the WNBA now. So she's the superstar. She's their LeBron to some extent, young, very talented, it's also the very first WNBA moment ever, so there's that. And yeah, there's half of it's not in circulation, but it pretty much hasn't changed since day one, which means that there's a lot sitting in just dormant accounts, I think. Yeah, I think that that was kind of like the end of the duplicate accounts, if I want to say. It, there was a lot of backlash, wasn't there, from people who just creating dupe accounts and getting the free Aja and selling it and flipping it. I think they like... I don't know if maybe even Top Shot behind the scenes did something to lock some of those down. I don't know. But it does seem odd that people that started a new account and they just have this pack sitting there and they just don't open it. I mean, I, I rip everything. So I just, Me too, dude. I can't, admit, I can't sit up anything. <laughs> no. 
I will say though, these new in, in metallic silver fandom editions, if I can get that right ever, uh, MSFE, those ones I am starting. I'm, I might be tempted to keep some of those in packs. That fan art is pretty sweet on the packs. So right, so Top Shot is now doing this thing where the pack itself looks awesome. And that's super tough. I wouldn't I would not be able to keep my Lamello or something like that in a vault, which I don't have one. I I, I paper handed my uh my Anthony last night and uh yeah, so I, I don't have a Lamello, but that one I would rip. But I, I was thinking, you know, maybe the next easy Obi Toppin type one, those are the ones I might just leave packed and just kinda have that out there because I'm keeping them regardless, so it might as well just kinda leave them in packs. But. Dude. The problem I have is the lottery ticket effect. I got a I, I got a WNBA challenge and I scored a five, a, a serial number five, which I flipped for a thousand bucks right there. So like ever since then, I was like, but what if? <laughs> I, I can't serial help it. Lottery is a, is crack, man. It really is. It's, once you uh, hit it's once, addicting. Yeah, I, I haven't hit anything on the serial lottery yet. Uh, just 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 my LeBron out of that pack that I pulled that one time as my best luck, but. Uh, um, I mean, I've gotten so close to, you know, I've gotten like 30 or 33, you know, I had a Donovan Mitchell TD that was a 53 and I've gotten some double digits, but I just haven't been able to get that single digit one yet to really hit home. Just got to keep playing, man. It'll come. Got to keep playing. It'll come. So what are you hot on right now? Like what, I'll tell you what I am. I've been, uh, and you know this, but I've been stacking up WNBA. I'm pretty bullish and there's a few of us in the pack that are bullish on it and i mean i've owned the run it back set i bought that uh, a few months ago and along with i ended up doing two sets complete sets of the best of summer and then since then i've been just stacking stars i have like 20 diana tarasi debuts i'm just like looking at them like she's the goat like she is the goat and her her moment her debut moment is selling for like 24 dollars. so i just kept buying them Man, yeah, again, I go back to this, I hate stacking. I'm doing the Mavericks thing for this collector score, but I'm just not a stacker. I can't bring myself to do it. Um, Even though now I think that I am going to start stacking challenge rewards for sets because these bottlenecks are insane nowadays. I just think that they sat out there for so long I didn't take advantage of it. Uh, Middleton for, and then there were four, you know, like that set. And even like Dame and Giannis for the All-Star game, those things were under 1,000 for the longest time. Uh, even in the 600s, in the lowest point. So it was like that, just seeing what's happened with Diallo and Anthony Simmons the last night and just having these bottlenecks for these sets, I think that that will be something I start to stack, maybe the Clay Thompson type ones. But outside of that, I just don't have a lot of stacking desires. Now, I do completely agree with your stacking those WNBAs because I think that the flash challenges when those come around for WNBA is going to keep us all afloat. And that was that was why I bought the set in general. Uh, for the utility, I don't really plan on flipping anything. I'm just going to keep it intact and just have it, right? But um, I think you're going to make a killing when, <laughs> when that first flash challenge comes around and, you know, uh, a Diana Taurasi is required for it or something like that. You're just going to you're just gonna be sitting there stacking. Did you play you, – you said you were a fan, fantasy guy. Did you play DFS? Uh, I did do DFS. It was never my favorite thing. I just kind of always – it just never grabbed me. I was more of a – just a – I'm usually in five to six fantasy football leagues every year. So that usually takes up. And then I'm usually in survivor pools and things like that. So I think the DFS is just too much day-to-day activity that I just kind of lost interest sometimes. But I I do love it in concept, like moment ranks play, for instance, things like that. Yeah. The reason I was asking is when they introduced WNBA to DFS, 
you could tell the, the degenerates come out of the woodwork. People want to just gamble. And so it, it was popular because you know what? There wasn't really much else. There wasn't NBA. And if you had needed NBA fix, and I'm looking at the WNBA the same way, all these flash challenges that people are loving, they're going to want it when the NBA ends. How are they going to do that? They're going to do it in WNBA. Mm-hmm. This might be one of those sets that you're starting to maybe convince me to stack at least like a second <laughs> copy of the stack because not financial advice. <laughs> I know, right? I might just get a second best of because I think that that set's going to skyrocket. What is it like 600 total for the set right now for 53 moments? Which don't is forget crazy. it's 2300 collector score too. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a monster set. Anytime I have anybody that's getting new into Top Shot, I say, hey. First things first is you got to get collector score. And that is the first thing I point them to is that hustle and show and playoff, plain and simple. It's just, that's where you go. That's what you need to get collector score. And I think that when those splash challenges come around this summer and people see the utility, that thing is going to be a $600 set now. is going to be a $1,500 set over the summer. WNBA best of 21, when I bought it, when I bought my two sets was about five, 520, 525. It's now 770. That's up 100 from two days ago when I bought mine. It's up 21.2% in the seven-day high and up 4.5% in the last 24 hours. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Glad I bought one I did then because I think that people are starting to see that. That's why I love our Wolfpack, though. I feel like we're always ahead of these curves just a little bit. Not like inside info a mile ahead of everything, but we we just talk and we all speculate so much that once we all start landing on the same speculation, then we kind of roll with it. And I, I love that aspect of it. You got 70 something super passionate collectors who are absolutely addicted to this platform who talk day in and day out. Somebody's bound to bring some sort of alpha to the table. And then we're like, yes, that makes sense. That's a good idea. And then we just all follow suit. Oh, and that's what Martin, that's what Martin brings with his stacking of these moments, like these challenge rewards, man. Just seeing that guy work is he's a machine. He is. A, he's a sharp dude. And he's, he, you said bottlenecks, man. Like, that's what he's attacking. And it makes total sense. You watched that uh, Chris Middleton just go nuts when everybody went to complete it. I know. And he's so far ahead of the curve on all of them, too. He's the first one to jump on them and hold them. And he doesn't just flip them for $200 profits either. You know, you see a lot of those guys that come in, relist for $200 more. And you see they're, they've got seven listings in a row all for the same amount, you know, and that drives everybody crazy. Uh, but he he holds them and he waits for that moment and then that's when he that's when he profits off of it. I don't even know if he sells them to be honest with you. He has sold sixty four total moments since he's been on the platform. <laughs> that's crazy. That's so crazy. I my you look at me and I've got like four hundred and forty total moments, but I've got like over a thousand sold. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I, I look like a churn and burn factory over here. But no. But if they if they ever implement a hold time for collector score. Uh, one thing I've always been good about though, is I hold the stuff that I like and, uh, I don't sell them very often. Do they? I did tax loss harvest a lot at the end of the year cause I needed to, and I couldn't stand looking at some of those losses anymore, but <laughs> I did the same thing. There was a, that was a twofold for me for, for one that you just said, you know, looking at those losses, but also I, I had some pretty good NFT success that I had had brought that, those earnings into top shot. And so that didn't play out as well as I would hoped, but you know, I, so I did a little harvesting at the end of the year and then reinvested in stuff that I'm a lot more interested in now and, and some more S1 debuts and stuff that I'm kind of just sitting on. And then we had, it was a recent challenge where you needed S1 debuts or you needed Top Shot debuts. That was a good one. I, I cashed in quite nicely on that. Yeah, I missed a couple pumps that were those short-lived 
speculative pumps that I was trying to sell a couple things into, like Jalen Brown. I bought mine like a 350. I was going to maybe flip it for 550 or something like that. And then right when I listed, of course, it just undercutters come out of the woodworks, right? Um, so I missed on it, but I love, I, I can't tell you how much I love these challenges. And we should have been talking about it even more. But the fact that now utility for moments that have been dormant in my account since day one, I mean, are actually relevant now and have a chance to be live like that and just really boom. I mean, it the money almost just feels like it's coming back to the platform from a money-making perspective if you've taken the time to build a well-rounded collection. Yep. Um, yep. If you're very one-sided, if you're only focused on your team set, it's going to be hard for you to make money in this environment, I feel like. But if you're well-rounded, you, you have a set here and there. Uh, you dabble, you make sure you have a moment of every star player at least, you know, or something along those lines, then the the opportunities are there. I mean, just look at Sadiq Bay. He didn't even make the cut last night. And one of our guys had 30 MGLEs of his. And what, he stacked months ago. Yeah, he stacked months ago. And he, he rode it through the, the, the dirt. I mean, it was down to $250, I think, like a week and a half ago or something. And he sold them all for 500 plus, you know, dollars during that mini pump. And he didn't even make it in the challenge. So, I mean, the possibilities, if you're active, they're there still. It's just different. Yeah, it's different. It's fun. It's exciting. It's like there, you can get rewarded in multiple ways. You can do the challenge or you can sell into the challenge. I started like when I started collecting those WNBA sets, the other thing I started doing as I was cleaning up some of my collection is I started just picking up random one-off players, like you said, for challenges. I looked for guys that were getting playing time. And the thing that I was doing to make myself feel better, if I didn't have in the playoff set, is I was buying their debuts. So I, I bought a lot of 12K debuts. I was just like rooting around the bottom just to have one of. And that's paid off too for challenges. That's kind of like I've been trying to... I'm keeping my money really tight right now. I want to keep it liquid. Like I've got some stuff stashed away, but they're, you know, between some of the other projects out there like Ballers and Top Shot. And I, I'm really trying to put an emphasis on completing a lot of these MGLE challenges because so far they seem very undervalued. So that's kind of where my direction is going now. But yes, after that Top Shot debut challenge, uh, it makes me want to go back and look through those 12Ks maybe that I disregarded before. I One example perfectly is like Monte Morris for the Nuggets, right? He's been called upon, I think, two or three times in challenges randomly from the playoffs all the way up till now. And he only has the playoff moment in 12K. And it seems like they, they always come back into use some play as long as the player is getting time and they're actually on the court, right? It sucks to hold the 12Ks of all the players that just ride the pine. But if you're getting people that are active players and some of these challenges that they're putting out, I mean, they don't even most three points attempted. I mean, that's so funny, right? I mean, you could brick 15 of them and get into a challenge. So it doesn't really matter if they're great players by any means. They just could, they could just fit the parameters for that one day. Totally. When I played DFS and I loved NBA, that was my favorite actual DFS sport to play. Uh, Cause NFL just made, just tortured me. It was just the most brutal, but I loved NBA. And it was, there's two principles that you, you lived by. One was minutes, minutes on the court and usage rate. And so if you're as you're seeing it now with COVID just ravaging teams, there's players getting 30, 35 minutes. Those are players that you you might want to have a moment of if you're chasing challenges. Rather than buy it in the morning and see who it is or buying it during the pump, look at these guys who are eight, nine dollars who are like, all right, I'm seventh guy off the bench, or you know, I'm the seventh guy on the team, you know, second guy off the bench. And I might get 30, 35 minutes. That guy gets 30, 35 minutes. A lot can happen. 
especially if you have a fast pace game, because that was the other thing we look at, because then you got more rebounds, more steals, more this, more that. Look for turnovers. If you really want to dig into it, start looking at team stats and seeing what these teams are doing. So if you have a high turnover rate, well, you know, the guys on the other team might get some extra steals, stuff like that. Stuff I, I, I lived for digging into that. And now this element is coming back again. So I'm again, rooting around, looking at, and like I said, I like to have the debut because then it makes me feel better unless it's like an S1 and it's like 200 bucks. Then I'm, I'm probably going to go for like the 15K or, or what what might be next, like a DeRozan or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's fun. We showed about DeRozan a few weeks ago, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's just like that's fun. And that's if you want to be in the in the chasing these challenges, don't wait for the pump. No, I think I learned that really quick early on. I've passed up a lot of packs these base base two common packs just because i missed the one that i needed you know and it's they pump like abaca right i mean i'm not paying 45 dollars for a 15k abaca i just you know you got to move past it and just look forward to the next challenge i think and that's why i love them so much is because it gives you an opportunity to get liquid and that's what i've used them for most of anything the best two packs are great i got one today and i pulled you know a carl anthony towns it was a 2000 out of 40 you know and pulled a top shot debut for Jeremy Lamb. So those are great. But I mean, I think the real value is I can move some money that was dead initially or lost uh, and move it to something that I, I like more. And that's what I've been using it for a lot. And then just a lot of the time, if people are smart with these challenges, don't buy the pumps. I mean, when there's 40,000 of a moment out there, those undercutters come out real quick once that challenge is posted. And that if you wait to the last second, 99% of the time, it's going to be a lot cheaper than when the second it's posted. I mean, so just wait on them <laughs> yeah if it's like a if it's like a pack or something definitely i've sold into that pump and there is an art to that timing man because like you said it's it'll hit a point and then all the undercutters come out and then it just it comes down quick too so yeah yeah but the the pumps are fun i mean it also feels and i had tweeted about this it feels like they're just getting started with these flash challenges like they can take these up to so many different levels and they're just kind of playing around and, and coming up with new cool themes and seeing how it plays out and, and people just love it i fully expect to see game tickets in a hard challenge soon that would be sweet i i think that it'll be you complete a hard challenge i mean we're looking we're what how many completions we have last night 250 mm-hmm um, you put that number into a flash challenge and say, you pick the game, we buy the ticket. Yep. And that's the challenge reward, essentially. How cool would that be? I mean, that's just another another element. Or, you know, they, they haven't even introduced swag really at all. You know, like how much different swag could they release that a medium or a, a cheap challenge could maybe, an easier medium challenge might be able to be rewarded for a new hoodie or something like that for completing these challenges. But I can tell you from one thing, my, my strategy with all these strategies flash challenges is I can't buy top shot debuts and rares for every player. I mean, that's just really hard to do. So if I have a rare of a player, I typically don't worry about buying their top shot debut and vice versa. I try to have at least one of everything. Now there's a lot of players, my favorite ones that I have both or whatever for. Um, but I, I think that it's nice to have, I have to balance it somehow. Right. And so I've got a lot of S1 debuts, but you know, if I already have a LeBron rare, I don't think I need to go spend all that money for a LeBron top shot debut, right? Or same thing with a lot of those. Maybe I don't really care about a debut for some unknown player, but it's nice to have his rare, you know, or something like that if it's part of a set, you know, or something like that. So that's been my strategy for a while now is just have at least one of every player in a rare or top shot debut, top shot debut if possible. I still have that LeBron debut as 
my grail. I don't know if I'll ever get there. I would need uh, an NFT windfall or something, I think, to make that happen. And hey, you never know. Ballers could go nuts or, you know, maybe Flovatar or, or some of these other projects. You know, I, I, I see nothing but positive trends with outside of the, the floor kind of, you know, shaking some people out. It, it's the users are just going up and up and up, man. And that's, that's a great, great sign. I've been around since January. I've seen a lot of projects when that user growth is growing or the, the holders and, you know, the floor is not as much of a concern because that that's just the best sign. And it's just a matter of time in my opinion, but I don't also don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's another reason why I love sets though, is because I don't feel like I worry about each individual moment's value as much. You know, you worry about the, the set as a whole, you know, and then you don't really stress if, you know, Ben Simmons doesn't play basketball anymore and his moment tanks $75, you know, because you got another one right next to it that's that's gaining value. So uh, that's why I love the set com- set completion. And, and I think that everybody's got to realize that now. And that's why we're seeing the prices spike like they are, which brings me to my next point is I don't even know why seeing stars is so low. That's about to be the next one I jump back onto. I have the seeing stars set I've had for a while. And yes, if it does feel like that was one of the hottest sets, and then now nobody's really talking about it. And it's a set full of superstars with a 10K mint. I sold it a while back and I did, I perfectly timed it. It was kind of like during the, the last pump, I needed some liquidity. And then now that it's hanging below where I sold it all at, I, I just feel like I need to go get it again. I mean, like I said, I wish I could just get rares and top shot debuts of every star player, but it's hard. And that's, that set just really covers, checks a lot of boxes, especially for those players like Vucevic and things like that, that I maybe never really would ever think about buying, you know, and whatnot. And then having another Steph Curry is never bad. And having another LeBron and Durant is never bad. And, uh, but yeah, just the fact that Durant has like four valuable moments on the platform and that's one of them and it's only $450 and it's the bottleneck. And we see what Jaws doing with Hustle and Show. And uh, it just seems so weird that Jaws only about a hundred behind. It's 2000 more mint. It's a smaller, less desirable set. I think they're going to reward seeing stars, I would imagine, with this next all-star game kind of round, right? If that means a pack for rising stars common or pack for hopefully for the all-star game rares, that would even be pretty cool too. Yeah, it's one of those things that that's probably why it's a little bit lower because we saw the roadmap and seeing stars wasn't in it. So, But I look at it and it's like, all right, the fair market value on my collection right now is like $2,100 just according to live token. I do have an extra Tatum in there um, and I have a low serial Durant, but if you look at it, so like half of it is LeBron and Durant, but then you got, you got Tatum, Kyrie, Giannis, AD, Jokic, Doncic, Curry. Like I just keep the Kawhi, Devin Booker, Zion, like the whole team, the whole set's just stacked. I don't see, especially with challenges, I'm still big on this and who knows, they could go, into series four and bring seeing stars back. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Top shot pivots a lot. And I would not be surprised if they give it an homage, like another set next day. Maybe they, maybe they alternate years and they do all-star game this year and they go common the next year. You know, I mean, who knows? We don't, we don't know the, the, the roadmap beyond what they've already laid out for us this time. So uh, I agree. Yeah. I'm looking at the pack or I'm looking at on the moment right now. And uh, it's still, it's, still losing money i don't i don't get it it's 
it's got to be that they, they're not a defined utility. Everybody's, I think, buying into other sets because we're seeing pack drops for them when their new set comes out. And just perhaps it just hasn't, you know, they could certainly fix that a little bit if they, they've done it in the past where you have to have a couple of seeing stars as part of a challenge or, or something like that. But there hasn't been enough incentive, I think, for people to buy the whole set that we've seen. Now, now I say all that, though, and I just keep bugging myself about my run it back set that I, I want to finish. So that'll probably be my first goal, actually. Let me ask you about the run it back set. It's, I mean, that's a big one. That's a big set. The one thing that I have paused with with a set like that is that the players aren't active. That's the only thing holding me back right now. Because I've got 10 out of 10 out of 50, and I had Shaq, Wade, Shaq and Wade before, but I traded them for a baller. And so now I'm, 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 I have AI, I have T-Mac, and I'm missing the other big ones. So that's it's, those are definitely the first hurdles I'd have to get over. But I think once I get those three back, the LeBron, the D-Wade, and the, the Shaq, that it's smooth sailing from there. But I totally agree. It's, it's hard for me to take the plunge into that set when I'm seeing all this utility everywhere else. The only thing I can think of that, and Dirk made me think of this the other night with his retirement, uh, Jersey retirement, is can they bring back more metallic silver fandom type stuff for retired players? Like, can they come out with a Dirk moment today or something like that? That's, um, Hey, you hold S one, run it back S two, run it back and archive set. And you get the airdrop or something along those lines for those types of players, because that's the only thing I, that I can think of that can bring utility to them other than, you know, you need a dunk, you need a rare dunk. But that, there's so many rares out there now that that really doesn't create any value pump as much. Maybe a temporary one, 50, 60 bucks or something, but it always seems to come back down pretty quick, even drop below where it maybe started from. So I, that's the only thing I can wrap my mind around as far as how can they bring utility to those things is give more of those moments out in forms of packs or challenges or whatever. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they how they loop it in. Certainly worth owning the top guys. You know, you got NBA icons in this set with with Wade, Iverson, Shaq, T Mac, and my free oh LeBron, of course. <laughs> yeah. The one yeah, I own pretty much all the Hall of Famers was my goal. So I have like J Kidd and Ben Wallace and that that's what I have now outside of Shaq, LeBron and D Wade. But I the Hall of Famers I thought were must collect. They still are, and I'm still gonna get Shaq and Le- LeBron back and stuff like that, but uh, the, yeah, the Elton brands of the world and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know if there's any value in them outside of being a part of the set. Also, will this be a yearly thing where run it back holders, set holders get rewarded? So do you collect the set then next year? Do they do run it back again? And then you get rewarded for that. We don't know that either. So that's speculation, but. Well, I would assume that they're going to go into the nineties next time, right? Yeah, I would think so. And if we're out of beta by then, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an MJ in there or uh, something like that. I mean, I don't know. MJ might be way down the road, full S5 mass adaptation before they go that route. But, I mean, you get into the 90s, you got some, some Elijah ones and Magic Johnsons and things like that that you can collect. And I think that's probably the only thing that – that's the only thing I can think of for rewarding that's obvious, right? They're going to get three or four packs and – Running back packs are going to be very desirable again because they're going to be new players that nobody has and new bottlenecks and all that stuff, which don't even get me into team set bottlenecks, like you said. Oh, yeah. Because every time they say anything about a historical, I just sit there and hold, hold, I hold myself and just, please no Mavericks, please no Mavericks. 
<laughs> it's gonna happen, man. It's gonna happen. I know, I know, and that's why it's like maybe I'm maybe you're right. I just need to start ditching these playoff stacks because I, before before the rug gets pulled out. But um, <laughs> no, it's 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 so much fun, man. I, I, I as you can tell, I'm just super passionate about it, and I spend way too much time on it. But we all do, man. So we, you know, solidarity. Yeah, I'm gonna let let's have some fun with with uh, amazing how fast an hour goes by, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Let's have some fun with the last question for you. Cool. I dropped five grand in your account right now. What do you buy? That's a great, great question. Right now, um, and why? Of course. Yeah, right now, I think the best use of five grand would be, and then there were four. If I was just a new collector and I got five grand to spend, and then there were four, it's a set that I think is around five grand right now. It's going to get immediate benefits here near the end of the season. It's got a great collection of players. For for me specifically, uh, $5,000 would be, it would probably be consist of some S1 MGLEs. It would probably be um, a couple of the ones I'm still missing. I'm missing Devin Booker, Chris Paul, um, which I'm not really a huge Chris Paul fan, so I probably won't go down that route. But uh, Devin Booker, Shy Gilgis, uh, Alexander is a big one that I'm missing still from a debut perspective. Um, what is uh, Curry still above that 5,000, right? His MGLE? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like, like 7 or 8K. It it's also was a lower mid. I think it's like 211. Oh, yeah, because it was a challenge one? It was a challenge yeah. award? Oh, man, that makes it even tougher. But, yeah, I think that's where I would spend uh, 5000 if I had a chance uh, right now it would be S, S1 MGLE because I, I'm totally rethinking my whole – like I said, I want a rare and an MG and a debut of every player or at least one or the other. I feel like that's the way to check both boxes right there. Let's just get – let's just knock it all out at once. I got a rare <laughs> and a debut. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, there's got to be a point where those MGLEs from Series 1 and their low 299 mids with the debut badge are going to be – coveted what, yeah what right I, now I'm, I'm looking at a lot of those lower 500 dollar type range ones that i've got my eye on for those players that i really like the aspect of collecting the 299 mgles for the players that have 3999 debuts because there's such a big disparate discrepancy from volume right it's like that one's got 4000 mint in circulation this one's got 299 whereas maybe you know, the LeBron, maybe it doesn't make as much sense to buy the MGLE of a LeBron because it's a thousand versus two ninety nine. It's not a huge difference. So I think that, that that's definitely where I'm gonna start focusing on a little bit more outside of the sets I wanna fit build and but see that's the thing. There's so much shit for us to do, man. There's so much. Like I, I told you I wanna do these MGLE challenges. I wanna do every flash challenge if I can. I wanna keep getting every player from the Mavs every time they come out with a new moment. So it's like, where, where do you find the money? <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I was just thinking about it. Like there's a lot of directions you can go with five grand. I mean, that's, that's it, but it can also evaporate quickly. You could get one banger, right? You could, or you could get like two, like you could grab a Curry common uh, base set. I think it's like 3,100 bucks. And then you could maybe grab a Luca or something like that somewhere now, or a Giannis. I think those mm -hmm. two together might be right there. And that's two boom, boom. And you're done. Or, yeah. or you could buy that set that you said, you know, then you have yourself a rare set with some good stars in there. You could go, uh, you could drop down, you get the WNBA run it back set. You could, you know, there's, there's other ones. There's got game. There's the, the fandom WNBA. I don't know if everybody, you know, it's got those two bottlenecks in it, but, uh, 
Yeah, those are some brutal bottlenecks. <laughs> They're awful. Vintage vibes, vintage vibes, thirty five hundred bucks. NBA playoff set, thirty two hundred. You know, so you can maybe get yourself a set, and then you can might get a banger. There, there's a lot of directions you could go, and it's just kind of yeah. It's like one of those things. Like, hey, if I won the lottery, what would I do with it? Yeah, it was funny because I was about to sell bowlers the other day. The guy got cold feet. I think it's because the market's dried up a little bit. As far I was about to sell my best baller skill wise for five thousand, and I had all these possibilities going through my head. And what am I going to do? It was do I finish run it back, or do I just keep plugging away at MGLEs? Maybe I try to complete God knows forbid like the whole MGLE set for S three, which seems just like too big of a mountain to climb, but. Um, if you do it from the beginning, maybe not, you know, you just kind of keep going at it. It's just, so there's a lot of possibilities out there, but I, I think that if, if I had that 5,000, it would just definitely be S1 debuts, the, the rare ones, because they still are very undervalued. I was just on own the moment and I clicked away from it. I just wanted to look real quick. So you're talking about, so the ML, MGLE series two is 50 K. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and it's a hundred, 150 moments, man. Oof. I, I know, I know. I, I, I just, I've got like 20 out of the 22 so far. I didn't do the Davion challenge, but, and I didn't buy LeBron, but I had, a, I had the other ones and I, that, that's probably already putting me back behind the eight balls. I just didn't complete that one. I didn't have the liquidity, but if you, I feel like if you, if you do it from the beginning and you buy them right after the drops, it's obtainable because you're going to get the challenge rewards. And that's really where the big money ones are anyway. So it's got to be a nice balanced set to have for challenges. I mean, so they they there's 23 of them right now. I can't imagine that the set's going to be as big as last year's at 150. It's it's going to be probably like spread out over three drops. I think they said four or five. Oh, four or five. Okay, so yeah, we could see a hundred or, or more then. It sounds too good to be true to go after that. I know I won't be able to. I I. I it's just too much of a mountain to climb. I think <laughs> I think I'll stick with picking and choosing my. Uh, my challenges right and then because like what i'm doing with trey and i'm using these challenges as an opportunity to get a rare for players i didn't have before that's why i didn't do davion is because i already had a rare for a lot of the players that were included and then but then the trey challenge i didn't have a lot of these ones i didn't have a shy gilgis or um you know a julius randall or anything like that so uh, it made a lot more sense for me to do and i think if i go with that strategy then it will really round out my my collection really well i definitely want so I am not an S2 throwdown set holder, but oh, I man. very much want the S3 throwdown set. That's kind of the rare set that I have in my mind that I'm kind of stashing some dapper for. I have a feeling it's going to be popular because we've it's seen be what monster. we've seen what S2 throwdowns has done in the past month and how much that's rewarded collectors. I mean, we've certainly seen it up close, but, you know, that sets at 8,800. I remember when it was at like 4,500. Yeah. And I think I bought it at when it literally every moment was like $45, except for the big players. And I, that was the best investment I ever made. Hands down was the throwdown set. I had it at one point. Sorry, Wolfpack. I did have it at one point. I do not have it anymore. And uh, I know there was another guy in the group, and we had talked about it. So Colby had sold his when S2 released because at the time we were just like, what's the utility of holding these? They're going to come out with an S3 throwdown set that's going to be half the mint. And, you know, what? what's the utility? Well, we found out <laughs> that the three pack. Yeah. And Simons, Anthony Simons is your utility Ooh. right there. 
Man, I, I I love that challenge last night. I made the mistake of selling at 19.99, and it was before though he had made it in. He only had eight threes, so I'm like, well, you got to sell the spec, right? That's like the rule of thumb. You got to sell the spec because if they don't get in, then it's just going to tank. And uh, I, I made the mistake because he got in. <laughs> I mean, what did it and, cost uh, you? A hundred bucks that moment? Uh, the Anthony? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a challenge reward. I had I'd held it, oh, so it was, oh, it was yeah. a free one. So there you go. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I bought those. I bought the throwdowns. I, the only one I didn't complete was the Blake Griffin challenge. So I did everything else I did organically. Um, and, but the, the sentiment was so low after that pack. Like they, they were literally all like $45 yeah. to 100 I remember you could click on rare and then sort from like lowest ask, and it was pretty much mostly throwdowns. Oh, all of them. And I mean, it's still, as it should be, they're 1,800 counts, and only the All Star games and, and Rising Stars are higher. I get it. Like when you're looking at the NGLE prices and you compare mint counts, it, they, they added up, right? I mean, NGLE floors were like 80 bucks, 70 bucks at the, you know, at their lowest and then maybe 60 on some of them and throwdowns is 40, you know? So it made sense, but I think that everybody's kicking themselves now because it looks like it could be the most desirable set on the platform. Well, I had it. So yes, yes, I am kicking myself. I'll just be honest with you, Sorry. <laughs> especially being in the wolf pack, man. I was like, uh, every day you get to hear about it. <laughs> oh man. Yes, I, yes, I do. And there's, there's definitely, there's people who are going to go to the grave with their throwdown set. I'm pretty positive on man. that, but, oh. well, dude, this was a lot of fun. This is fun. A lot of fun. Thanks for coming on, man. I'm uh, I'm not gonna let you go though without sharing some final thoughts, advice for new collectors. Whatever you want, man. Share some alpha. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, any new collectors out there, first and foremost, is understand collector score. Just take some time, ask questions, read the blogs thoroughly, figure out where you need to go and what angle you need to get to to get to the collector score you're looking for. And I, I do suggest 2,500 is kind of a good baseline to go for. So I think a set like the WNBA, like we mentioned before, gets you right at that threshold. Um, and then outside of that, collect what you love. Um, make sure to get at least one of every, you know, Steph Curry, LeBron type players. And um, and then from there, they don't have to be rares at all. Just uh, from there, start start playing the game. Flip, it a flip things when you see the opportunities to make some money. Uh, I think that we all learned uh, throughout this Top Shot experience that taking profits is not a bad thing. It's a part of the experience, and that allows you to trade up. And the only way that I was able to collect and get to the, the rares outside of me pulling a LeBron holo was, is, to, is to be able to flip those things, turn 20 into 30, and you do that a couple times, and all of a sudden there's $100 there that you can buy a new rare with, right? So that's my, my suggestion to everybody. Um, I do think I would have normally suggested team sets, but um, I do think maybe one or two S2 team sets, the ones that are more uh, obtainable are, are good to go for, but I don't think that that's something that to maybe focus on right now, especially with all the uncertainty with bottlenecks. And uh, I just don't see the benefit in that quite as much from a new, uh, new collector's perspective, but um, I definitely think grab a couple cheap sets, the ones that give you the collector score, and then start start collecting those players that you love. I think that's awesome advice, man. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't tell anybody anything different. That's the way. Try to get into packs. How do you do that? Collect your score. And then start collecting, you know, rounding out your arsenal of players for all these flash challenges that are really fun. And of course, get on Twitter if you're not. And so you can play these flash challenges and get involved. I mean, you don't have to, but it's fun. 
It's fun. It's fun. Even like I said, even if you're a, a sideliner, you don't want to spend extra money. There's opportunities for you to sell into those things. So yeah, there's always a reason to be paying attention to Top Shot, which a month or two ago, I wouldn't have said that because it did feel like a lot of things were stale and you didn't need to check your account every day or check what's going on because if it wasn't a pack drop, there was nothing to look forward to. So now though, it's a day-to-day -day thing. It's uh, you wake up in the morning, you check top shot announcements and you, you see what's going on that day. Right. And I love how they've laid out the daily roadmaps. Oh, that's um, awesome. it, it gives you something to look forward to every morning. Um, you know, what's coming, you can kind of prep and it really peaks speculation when they see that there's a tiered challenge, especially on those things. So, just pay attention to the Twitters and the updates and the announcements and uh, find a group like Hustle and Show or the Wolfpack or somebody that you, a group of people that you can just talk to Shot with and get to know each other with because there's a lot of challenges and a lot of things I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't know you guys. So, Absolutely. Totally agree. Good stuff, man. Thanks so much for that. I think that was great advice for the, for the new users. Uh, love to have you on again in the future. Please let me know anytime. This is uh, you pop my uh, podcast cherry. So yes, uh, yes. Uh, I do plan on uh, trying to get myself into this stuff a little bit too. So I might have to come to you for advice. Sounds good, man. My uh, my DMs are open. Slide right in. Always. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, you got it, folks. Final words. Just so you know, the ideas we shared today are just our opinions and may not necessarily be the correct or best way to approach collecting NFTs or Top Shot. In this case. Do your own research, form your own opinions, and don't just buy something because we talked about it or some random person on Twitter tweeted it. And with that said, I wish you good luck on the next pack drop, and I hope to see you all in the priority queue.